0: back to the behind the net podcast as always i'm one of your two co-hosts matthew and joining with me today is my other co-host michael and this hey. is oh go ahead i was saying hi <laughs> yeah uh, this is episode uh two of season two otherwise known as episode 52 in total and uh yeah um off the top i mean we'll, we'll get into soon but michael um you had some uh big news you want to talk about right off the top
1: well, it's hard to ignore it if you're a football fan. Uh, literally just minutes ago, just before recording uh, this episode, the my Buffalo Bills finally won the AFC East uh, t- the division title after nine, 25 years of suckitude, if I want to put it very lightly. <laughs> <laughs> and the Patriots pretty much dominating that division throughout the last 20 something years. So, it's been it's been a long time coming and uh, if you probably the listeners can't see this but right now i'm wearing uh my Tyrod taylor and jersey and a buffalo bills hat because i'm that excited
0: nice nice um yeah i mean off the top we'll get our football talk of the week uh um you know we'll we'll do it now but yeah that's that's huge for buffalo and i think it is definitely we're seeing that shift in um honestly like a new era of of the nfl um really especially Mm -hmm. in the afc east uh big changes but it's nice to see, you and uh, I'm I'm happy for you, man.
1: Thank you. It's been a long time coming, like I said, and just
0: just to finally free
1: the shackles of the Patriots that who that have been uh, just looming over not only the Bills but the other teams in the uh, AFC East. It's just it's relieving. It's finally someone else is uh, on top for a change. Oh yeah. But your Browns too. Your Browns are in a really good position, even though they just lost mm-hmm. last week and, uh, to.
0: Yeah, and I won't even like. Honestly, that was a great game. That was a great game on Monday. And uh even though they lost, you know, I felt like you know, we were talking about last week, you know how big of a deal it is that you know they got a primetime Monday night football game. Um mm-hmm. but I mean, regardless of the result, like I thought that was a great game and I thought, you know, it still showed that the Browns are like a serious threat. And 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 you they know, are. it was a really good game. Like it was right down to the wire too, like um I just I I really enjoyed it and and I still think you know obviously the Browns are still in a great position so uh, if anything I think they still made a statement there.
1: They did, yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing too. Like despite losing uh, a tough one because uh, the Ravens played it tough, they were desperate to win a game because their playoff hopes were uh, on the line. Mm-hmm. And I mean the Browns came at them like you said, like they did not give up, and I was very impressed with what I saw. So just to be able to see that from the Browns, like they're looking pretty legit. They -hmm. might make some noise in this playoffs.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I I mean, like I've always been saying, you know, I'm not trying to get my expectations too high. Um, you know, but it is, it's a huge, a huge step in the right direction. If anything, you know, the Cleveland Browns can finally contend, can finally compete for the playoffs. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully the first of many playoff, uh, um, playoff births, um, I guess, in, in the next in the next few years at least.
1: Mm-hmm. So, at the playoff picture, as of right now, uh, the, with the Buffalo Bills win, like we said, uh, they won the division. So there's uh, no fear of Miami creeping up on them uh, as the season winds down. As it stands, the Kansas City Chiefs have the first round bye in the AFC. The Green Bay Packers have the first round bye. They are playing tonight against the Carolina Panthers trying to secure their first round by there's only one bye this year usually there's two so as it stands the bills will be playing the indianapolis colts and your browns will be uh, on the road to face the tennessee titans mm-hmm. i just want to focus on the afc for a second, because the other matchup is uh, steelers versus dolphins uh, which of those matchups intrigues you the most besides the browns besides the browns yeah
0: honestly um for me I personally am just interested to see uh the the Chiefs especially, see uh, uh but oh, you know that's not a matchup but um that's honestly I'm just excited to see uh what they can do uh you know the second time around this this season I wouldn't say I have a specific uh, matchup I'm 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 really watching for but but I will say the Chiefs um I really am actually other than the Browns I am uh, rooting for them to see you know where Patrick Mahomes could take them. They just well, had
1: a big game against the Dolphins last mm-hmm. week, uh, thirty-three to twenty-seven. I know the score looks like it was much closer, but uh, the Chiefs were absolutely rolling. They are, so,
0: they are. I honestly think they can be, you know, a dynasty for these mm-hmm. next few years. And I mean, year two of that potential dynasty is a huge one. And I really think, you know, we could expect big things from them this playoffs. Like other than just a matchup, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited to see, you know, how far they can get.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way too because the Chiefs are looking like the favorite to win the uh, the whole the Super Bowl again. Like they're super well built. There's barely any weaknesses to their game, not just offensively but defensively too. It's hard to find any uh, cracks in their game, even despite the fact that the few play of their key players decide to sit out the season for COVID reasons. Mm-hmm. Like the the Chiefs, man, they could possibly go. Uh, become a dynasty like you said
0: mm-hmm. what about you what uh matchup are you looking forward to
1: i, I mean obviously i'm gonna say the bills mm-hmm. but that's but that's other than the bills
0: other than the bills
1: so just for the afc wild card uh i have to say the browns titans game probably intrigues me the most uh, just because tennessee's got a really good offense mm-hmm. the browns obviously being that's their first playoff game in a very long time so i'm just intrigued by the, that matchup and i think tennessee and cleveland's got a bit of a rivalry going i think i mentioned this in a previous episode how. Uh, Tennessee, on opening day of 2019, blew them out when everyone has high expectations for them. And then the Browns ch- answered back a year later with a pretty convincing victory. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious to see how that match plays up because I think we're going to be seeing some pretty intense gains between these two teams going forward.
0: I will say, though, uh, another matchup uh, I, I potentially want to see are uh, Saints and Cardinals. Um, I think yes. the Cardinals The Cardinals are just an exciting team this season to watch and, and just to see uh, where they go again. Um, it'll be fun.
1: I agree, man. Uh, just since you mentioned it, the other two matchups uh, for the NFC besides Saints and Cardinals, we've got the Rams hosting the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and we've got the football team hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Some interesting, other interesting matchups there, just to go off what you were saying. Probably the one matchup that sticks out to me, Honestly, all these matches are pretty great, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably lean towards the Rams and the Bucks. Mm -hmm. Now, going into the season, everyone was talking about the Tampa Bay as a Super Bowl contender because they just got Tom Brady. They got a lot of uh, great pieces, uh, proven winners, and everyone thought that they were going to gel together really well. And so far, it hasn't really worked out too well. But I mean, they're in the playoff conversation. They're second in their division. They're looking, they're looking like they're going to be able to clinch a playoff spot. And going into the, the first round against a really tough foe in the, the LA Rams, I'm really intrigued. I'm curious to see how these two teams stack up because that could probably be the, the matchup of the of the opening round.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Like, uh, you know, don't count Tom Brady and then uh, Gronk out. Um, you know, they're proven winners. And, you know, I feel like if anything it's one of those scenarios where the regular season doesn't tell the whole story, you know, they could just turn it on in the playoffs. So we'll just have to see.
1: I'm really like, yeah, golf will also bring it as well. I think Mm -hmm. uh, that's something to keep in mind as well. Like honestly, both teams, uh,
0: should bring it uh, on that day. And I'm hoping that's a good one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's, uh, pretty much the week in NFL where just, you know, the, the playoffs are inching closer. So we're just waiting till then. Um, other than that, before we get into, uh, you know some big basketball news happened and i'm sure we have a lot to talk about that um how was your week this week man
1: it's been good i've been working a lot uh just pretty much uh all i can really do at this point uh, now that school is done but uh when i've had some spare time i've been uh playing some games which i'll mention in a little bit but i gotta ask you man uh what have you been up to
0: i've also been working and you know it's the holidays the holidays are coming up uh trying to spend more you know i mean we've already spent a lot of time with our families this uh <laughs> this year but definitely uh around this time it's it's very important and also you know you know holiday shopping things like that a lot of online shopping uh especially this year yeah. but yeah a lot of that stuff uh and yeah been uh playing some new uh games and playing the new uh spider-man game um nice. miles morales that one's really good because i really enjoyed the uh, the first one um and yeah what about yourself since we're, we're, we're I... talk about video games
1: i recently are I've been getting into soccer, mm-hmm. but, and by by that I mean I have I just recently purchased DAZN and I'm watching uh, like Premier games on there because the only way you can watch it in Canada. And actually, right now I've got uh, the Packers Panthers on DAZN right beside me. But just going back to soccer, because I've been getting into the to the sports so much recently, I decided to turn that into uh, getting FIFA 21, which was on sale when I bought it
0: nice nice yeah I, I had uh fifa 20 um that was that was such a fun game and i've always loved the fifa franchise and uh definitely i, I probably i think I, I will probably pick up fifa 21 uh i don't know about right now but uh definitely uh just a great honestly a great game franchise in, in, as a whole
1: there was there was a really good sale when i bought it it was not just fifa but nhl and madden were on sale for 40 bucks mm-hmm I don't, I'm not sure if that sales happening again, but I know for a fact I saw the digital, the physical copies on sale. So if you see it uh, in the wild and you you haven't gotten the game yet, now is a great time. Mm-hmm. For sure, uh, it's not sponsored, by the way.
0: <laughs> sponsored by EA. Yeah, I wish, go. I wish then then we could just you know get NHL and FIFA and all that. <laughs> that would <laughs> be <us> great. <laughs> but uh, Please. other than that, um, I was I was actually uh. Ta- uh, one game that I, I've been spending a lot of time playing, uh, especially with people like with uh, my uh, siblings um, and my family, just uh, mm-hmm. um, overcooked. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's on. You can play it on the Switch. Um, it is a fun game. It is a fun, fun game. Ooh, um, yeah! It it's kind of rings a bell. It it's basically think it's like a very, It's like an indie game. Um, it's uh, basically a cooking. It's not really a cooking game, but it's more like. Um, it's like when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, like what happens, right? Right. And it's like, there's like a whole bunch of orders coming in like at once and you have to like basically do a whole bunch of, you know, uh, things to get the recipes or done. Like it could be like, first you have to get like the raw like steak and then you have to cut it and then you have to cook it and then you can put it on a plate, but you have to combine it with other, uh, ingredients to make like a meal. And when mm-hmm. you have so many orders coming in, like, uh, and you have so many people, you know trying to do their assigned jobs like it gets very it gets very stressful and very fun very fun uh,
1: sounds like a great time i'll, I'll definitely look into it mm-hmm.
0: i'll definitely recommend that uh if you're looking for a uh, party game or on even online i know uh you know uh having people over isn't uh isn't isn't necessarily the, the best thing to do right now so uh mm-hmm. also you can play online and, and it's it's just a fun thing to do absolutely
1: honestly guys when uh the holidays are coming up and weather starts to get cold outside it wouldn't be uh too uh, not a bad idea to just start taking up some games or
0: getting into t- some tv shows because mm-hmm. that's i've been doing that a little bit lately as well Oh, for sure for sure um but yeah uh with that let's get into the i'd say the biggest news of the week um basketball but more importantly a dream a dream we had a dream and it died this week yep a big dream. Um we've covered a lot this year. A big, really big dream. Um, but Giannis and Tetacumpo has re-signed um five years with the Milwaukee Bucks. Props to him for uh for staying with the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean uh I'm I'm saying more so props that you know in a league like the NBA where these superstar players have the opportunity to go anywhere. Like what team wouldn't want Giannis, right? Anywhere, and mm-hmm. he can go to any big market team, and and we know that you know endorsements and things like that is such a big part of uh, you know the industry and and making your money. And he decided to stay with Milwaukee, which uh, is a smaller market team, and it's a big big thing. And but nevertheless, he secured his bag. He got the richest contract in NBA history, two hundred twenty eight million over those five years. Um, and I think Milwaukee really lock themselves down as a, at least a championship contender for the next five years. What are your thoughts on yeah. this? That's uh,
1: definitely the first one. Good. It's, this is really good for the small market teams. Bad for the Raptors, of course, because everyone was hoping and praying that Giannis would leave and come to Toronto. And obviously that's not going to happen. So now our eyes are set on Kawhi coming back home. And mm-hmm. obviously who knows if that's going to happen at this point, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Now, obviously it's great for Giannis to resign. It's it's a huge win for Milwaukee. They needed uh him to stick around and I know that there's a real chance that he could could have left. My concern now is in the urgency with the Bucks to try and continue to improve because now that they've locked Giannis in for 5 years, maybe they they get a little passive now with uh moves trying to improve the team. Cuz remember, the last couple of years they were making the moves with with make with ensuring that Giannis was happy and wanted to stay, especially that Drew Holiday move, which we mm-hmm. know is, a, which is a, a fantastic deal for them, and they had to do that. But if the Bucks don't win the championship this year, do you think that they are going to like make another aggressive move? I'm not 100% sure that they're going to do that mm-hmm. because now that they know that Giannis is staying for the next five years, maybe they just, it's okay. He's going to be here for another year. We don't have to worry. We can hold it off. That's what I that's my biggest mm-hmm. concern. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that Bucks fans should be a little bit concerned about going forward and making sure that the Bucks don't just just stay uh, stay the course and actually continue trying to improve because if they don't do that, this is going to actually be a mistake for Milwaukee and not not look like the uh home run move that everyone's looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously it is a home run move, but I'm just saying that could, that's a real concern.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of both them. Um, of course, yeah, it is a home run move. Um they have you know increase their championship window or extended it to for another five years they can sit back and kind of not stress anymore but it's a little bit of both of what you said um you know they can't just sit back and not do anything they have to keep working towards being a contender every single year um but at the same time you know they can't make they at least they don't have to make uh you know rushed moves or desperation moves which um the drew holiday trade i think was a was a great great deal um it benefited them a lot but let's not forget they gave up a good amount as well and it was kind of a um they were kind of I wouldn't say forced but you know they were kind of des like they were they were reaching desperation to make a move that will intrigue Giannis to want to stay and clearly we know it worked so the real prize in that trade was Giannis and that's why it's a real home run but they don't have to feel the need to be pressured to make those moves, so that's a that's a positive. But also at the same time, you're right; they have to keep trying to fix that team to compete. And as it stands, I think they are they definitely are one of the best teams. It's just can they make it out of the playoffs? Um, they're you know they're still a fairly inexperienced team, um, so we'll see. Well, we will see how far they can get. Um, what was your reaction when it happened? I want to know your reaction and you know what you felt.
1: Yeah, definitely a bit of sadness because from a uh, selfish perspective, because you obviously, <laughs> like I said, I wanted to see Giannis come to Toronto. I was hoping and praying that he could make it through the year and then come home, come to Toronto. But obviously that didn't happen. But, you know, at, once I just got over that, I was happy for him. That's, that's what I think the main takeaway is. You're happy for the guy to get paid what he just deserves and that he gets to do it in a, in a place that uh, could use a win. Because think of it this way. Like you were saying, small market teams have always been at a massive disadvantage. This gives them hope that they can too attract big name players or also keep them on the team for beyond their uh, their initial contracts. And I think that's what uh, is the main takeaway here just from the big picture. But again, like I said before, it, the, the Bucks have to continue to keep uh, pressing because, like we've been mentioning, the Brooklyn Nets look like they're legit. They might be making another move. The uh, 76ers and Houston Rockets could be making a trade getting uh, hardened to Philadelphia any day now, mm-hmm. and that could put, potentially make them uh, more legit contenders. Can't forget about the Raptors as well. Uh, the Heat are still really good. so the Eastern Conf- The Eastern Conference is still very competitive. And while having Giannis on board the next five years is great, they can't just look, think to themselves that they're going to easily win the championship. But uh, obviously, they want to win the championship. That's the goal. But if they don't win it this year, like I said, they can't stop uh, being complacent. They have to keep going. They have to keep pressing.
0: Hmm. Uh, I Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I agree with all what, everything you said. Um, for my initial reaction, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I was a little... You know, upset I mean, I was very upset uh, First, in uh, the way that, you know Anyone from Toronto would be It would be nice to see the Toronto Raptors pick up uh, Giannis I think, you know, it made me think about Well, Well, I mean, we'll talk about this in a little bit But, you know, the Raptors have been planning for uh, <laughs> 2021 and the possibility of getting Giannis And now what, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, we've, you know We've seen the Raptors free up cap space for Giannis and now you know that 2021 uh free agency class just looks a little more dim but after that yeah I mean uh I I I, I got over it and you know I I realized you know it's it's great for Giannis and honestly Giannis Telecumpo is one of my favorite players ever like to watch like to watch and to follow he's a great guy he's an amazing basketball player um I think now I could probably get a Giannis jersey and feel like you know, a Milwaukee Jersey and at least know he's staying there for another five years. Um, mm-hmm. so there's that, but, um, yeah. And it, I, I definitely just thought, you know, Milwaukee really has, this is great for small market teams first off, because, um, it does show that some players do want to stay like some superstar players do want to stay in smaller markets. And, uh, that includes Toronto, which is known, uh, even though they're a big market, they kind of get often disrespected like a, a small market team. Okay. Um, but it is good for small market teams just in general. And, hey, I mean, Milwaukee has been a team that's been trying to win a championship since uh, the 70s. And uh, they finally have, you know, that superstar player locked up. Um, possibly someone who can, you know, get their number retired by the team and be a Milwaukee Buck for life. And um, great, that's great for them. And the Eastern Conference is only going to get, you know, better. As you said, it's only getting better. Gone are the days where... Um, Gone are the days where, you know, you know the weak, the East was so weak and the West was so strong, and it's looking a lot better in regards of, uh, you know, how even the two are. So it's just great for basketball overall, I think.
1: Absolutely. That's the big takeaway here just in general. I mean, since we're talking about the Eastern Conference, uh, the Raptors have been uh, one of the big uh, talking points in this town just about how they're going to do. And everyone was expecting that, uh, like we said, that they're just going to get through the year, hope that uh, Giannis uh, leaves Milwaukee and comes to Toronto. But now that uh, their focus is not going to be on trying to get Giannis here, we should be focusing now on this coming season. And, you know, I still think that this Raptors team is, is a playoff bound, but I definitely think their ceiling as it stands is the fifth seed. What about you?
0: Um, I think, yeah, around fourth, fifth seed. Um, I don't know. I think they could surprise people and, and, you know, be a top three seed, maybe second, third. I think Milwaukee locked up that first seed. But yeah, realistically, you know, around fourth or fifth, um, because when we look at it, Milwaukee, definitely contender, probably number one, maybe two. Um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's going to be up there. Boston's going to be up there. Philadelphia is going to make a run um miami how can i even forget miami they're the eastern conference champions um they'll i could even see them you know top three as well um so where does that put the raptors somewhere among that mix you know on that tail end um you know and i think they still can surprise everyone but i gotta ask you like how does the Giannis? how does the Giannis signing change things for the raptors exactly because you know like you said they went about Everyone thought they were going to go about this season kind of as a throwaway season because they're waiting until free agency. But now, Mm -hmm. free agency does not include Giannis. Is that even you know what's Masai's plan now? Like they kind of he let people walk Ibaka and Gasol um, to free up cap space for for what now, right? Um, So how does uh, it change their plans? Yeah,
1: I think the big thing the Raptors should be focusing on is just getting through the season. Look for internal improvements because now that uh, their focus isn't going to be primarily on trying to sign Giannis, they should be looking to get make Pascal a more complete player, become truly the number one option. Get Fred Van Fleet to get more minutes as starting point guard and uh, prepare for life without Kyle Lowry. Maybe we'll see more of Chris Boucher. Maybe we'll see more of other the other young guys on the bench. I know there's one guy that I really would have liked to see, but... Uh... That's not going to happen. I think you know who I'm referring to. <laughs> no, um, tell me.
0: Tell me. I do want to know, actually. I <laughs> don't
1: <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to do this. i <laughs> will I'll, come to me when I remember. But, okay, hey, what okay. I'm trying to get at here is it should be about trying to improve the roster, like the young guys, getting them more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it would be nice to get a big-name player in free agency. And they possibly still can next year. Um, but again we just want i want to see the younger guys take more steps og is another player i just just thought of now if he could become like a top three option on this raptors team like that's not a bad trio of siakam van fleet and og you know what i mean mm-hmm. and but let's not davis
0: mm-hmm, and let's not forget yeah oh there we go i thought you're yeah we won't we talk about that too much um we don't have to but uh yeah, I was going to say, like, let's not forget about Kyle Lowry, who, you know, he played his first game um you know, of the preseason yesterday. Uh, we we're recording this Saturday night, and he he led the team with 25 points. He looked like he didn't miss a step from uh, last season or the season before. And, you know, he's turning 35, and I honestly, he's going to year 16, and I think he's, you know, I think he'll play, like, he'll probably make the All-Star uh, game again he'll play like the top point guard he is. And I think the respect for him will grow. But, uh, on that subject, um, I agree with you. I think they do have to focus on this season. It definitely changes things, but oh man, I already feel like this is going to be a great discussion, but, um, I, I have, I have another question because there's been a lot of discussion about it. Um, you know, uh, so now with Giannis off the table, we know that, you know, superstars don't Become available that easily in the NBA, um, and the last time a superstar became available um, in a similar capacity was Kawhi Leonard, um, and he ended up going to the Toronto Raptors, won a championship. Toronto made that trade; they took a chance, and and it, and it worked out for them. Right now, there is a superstar available in James Harden, and <laughs> I know it, the 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 possibility isn't likely of him. Coming to Toronto, although we do know that the Rockets would prefer to trade him to an Eastern team, would you want, would you, if you were Masayu Jiri or, you know, would you want the Toronto Raptors? Do you think they should make a run for James Harden? Do you think they should try Is it, Because, you know, like I said, superstars don't come often. And if an opportunity presents itself, do you think they should try and take that opportunity and, and acquire James Harden or no?
1: I'm giving you the cop-out answer it depends on the asking price. It really is that simple because mm. I don't know how desperate Masai is to try and improve mm. the Raptors because I think that the, the Raptors right as it stands are still good enough. Remember, even despite losing Serge Ibaka and past, uh, no, not uh, Marcus all to free agency. Most of the team that took the Celtics to game seven, a pretty good Celtics team, mind you, is still here. And there's some some decent new additions. Uh, Aaron Baines, like obviously, I it's a kind of a meme uh, with him uh, and his uh, fan fan account, but I mean he's still going to be a a good addition. He's been playing great if, so far. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the Raptors finished two and one. Obviously, two of them were against the same team, and the the only the loss was a, a fairly close one. But the Raptors are still good enough to compete. So, I I don't know. It's just. Does, does bringing James Harden improve this roster? Who would you give up that you feel comfortable letting uh, the Rockets take? Mm-hmm. I mean, they could just give give him the Kyle Lowry back, but to, do you uh, sacrifice uh, Fred Van Fleet to uh, being, being the starting point guard? Or do yeah. you just want to become the shooting guard? Like, There's so many questions you got to answer, and I'm not even sure it's worth answering. So I would just probably... If the passing price is reasonable, then you think about it. But because it's probably going to be a lot i would probably stay away
0: mm-hmm. there's been so much discussion about this especially on raptors twitter shout out raptors twitter they're great Everyone on there but uh, lots of differing opinions and honestly i don't have an answer but i will say that you know the raptors are in a very unique position and especially for small market teams like you know we saw it with Kawhi, um and just in general you know the nba is a dangerous league for small market teams in the sense that they can go out and draft you know a star but they they could be assured not to keep that star you know they could, they could mm-hmm. lose that star to a big market team and free agency, as we've seen many, many times happen. Um, and it's definitely hard. The Raptors have a history of losing star players. Um, so, you know, it, it puts them in the situation, especially, I think the Toronto Raptors in particular, as in, you know, they can go the route. They can, they have been drafting amazingly. They can go and draft players amazingly. Um, but, you know, they could lose players to free agency and, and things like that. So, you know, that's why I think when a player like this becomes available via trade, it's kind of more important, or it, it kind of makes the Raptors feel a bit more pressured to make a move, only because the Raptors don't kind of benefit free agency as much as big market teams do, you know? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. they kind of have only, they have less paths to go about acquiring, you know, a top five player, and in, in basketball, you really do, I mean, we've seen it, you really do pretty much need a top five player on your roster, I mean... When was the last time? I can't even remember. Like, you know, Warriors, Cavs, um, obviously the Raptors did, you know, the Lakers, they all had top five players Um, the last few years, even the Spurs. um, You pretty much need that to win a championship. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, when someone like James Harden becomes available, it just kind of makes you scratch your head and really wonder. I think it's dangerous because, you know, I've seen a lot of discussion about this. A deal would probably involve. You know, probably if if you wanted to stay away from Siakam, it'll probably you'll probably have to give up OGN and Um, and maybe Van Vliet. Um mm-hmm. But mainly, I think OGN and Ob has the value there. And I don't know, he is the future of the Raptors, but then again, it's James Harden, right? And you know, yeah. people said it when they traded DeMar DeRozan. You know, a lot of people didn't want to trade DeMar DeRozan, but looking back now. People would people would say that's the greatest trade, you know, one of the greatest trades in recent history. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to think about there, but it's definitely interesting. Um, so I'll leave the James Harden and the Giannis talk um at this is um do you think the Raptors, what do you think their next step is, I guess, in their you, we do know they're not completely rebuilding, but what do you think their next? A move is in retooling are they still going to try to aim high 2021 free agency maybe with Kawhi, or do you think they're going to keep building through the draft
1: i definitely think that they can try and make a move in free agency in 2021 but there's definitely even if they don't get Kawhi, there's some quality options available i mean you just got to look down the list and you see rudy gobert one of the best defensive centers mm-hmm. in the league that would be a nice addition on the raptors if they can uh, lure mm-hmm. him and in they, and they just lost
0: they, they just lost their uh, centers so that that could be a huge addition
1: and another one is uh, Victor that's been connected to the Raptors at some points in the past. He'd be easily the Raptors' uh, best player or or number two if Siakam takes big leaps this and bounds this coming year. Uh, Dennis Schroeder would be a nice addition at point guard uh, if they don't feel fully confident that Van Fleet uh, can make that transition is better suited as a shooter. So mm-hmm. lots of great options just down the list. Like there's, if The Raptors can't go wrong if they can sign one of those guys or maybe a couple of others, they shouldn't go for the elder players like over 31. I want to say just because uh, it's really not in the rap's best interest. They should be looking for the long haul, at least three, four years. And when you sign a guy like 31, if you sign him for four years that that takes him to 35 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So again, their player, their options should be just look at the market, see which players would be willing to come try and go after them. If not, like you said, the draft is always there.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, and I want to say I think they should keep building through the draft. Uh, I think the Raptors have shown that, you know, if anything, uh, they, they get their gems through the draft. I mean, they were the first championship team to win without uh, a lottery pick on their team. And I'm going to use this to transition to our preseason talk because preseason just ended the Raptors. Won two both their games against the Charlotte Hornets and lost last night against the uh, Miami Heat, but that's all right Um, I think the biggest one of the biggest things we've seen was uh, Malachi Flynn who the Raptors drafted 29th this season and he honestly looked Amazing. I mean, I'm pretty sure he cemented his spot on the roster um, And he should get a a good amount of playing minutes uh, in this upcoming season and honestly all the praise has been, you know his shooting And uh, he really looks, his defense as well, he he looks like his game already translates to the NBA so well. And so props to Masai again. You know, he knows how to find these gems and build a strong team through the draft. The problem is, you know, can they keep those players or can they find a, you know, a top five superstar? I'll keep referring to top five superstars because it seems like you need at least one on your team to, you know, those, those superstars to win a championship
1: hmm i well like I, it's like we were saying earlier uh, internal developments should be the main focus of the mm-hmm. coming year and uh if you're with the more good feel good stories and just the more pro- progress we're seeing from the young guys the more likely that this raptors retool will not last that long mm-hmm. like a one year of maybe just a bit of an, a setback in the regular season i don't think would be the worst thing for this raptors team it's like we were saying the fifth seed is definitely in their future and that's, I think, will be okay. For and, sure. And they could definitely escape out of the first round. It's definitely doable. But I'm not saying the Raptors are going to win the championship uh, in 2021. It's far from it. The Lakers are probably still going to win the championship again this year. So if you're the Raptors, like I was saying, just look for internal improvements. I think this year will be a fun one uh, just for focusing in on the uh, younger guys and seeing how they what their next steps look like.
0: For sure. And we'll leave it off on this... Uh... Yeah, the Raptors just finished off their preseason. Um, what were you impressed by? I'll I'll go first. I just want to say, uh, yeah, Malachi Flynn really stood out to me, especially uh, you know, well, when on the other side, Lamelo Ball, who also you know one of my favorite uh prospects to watch, he played great, but Malachi Flynn really, um, <laughs> I honestly say he played better. But you know, obviously, Lamelo Ball with so much hype was getting a lot of the attention and praise, but Malachi Flynn was doing his thing. On the other end, showing who's the better prospect, um, at least at least in these first couple games. So big uh, big props to Malachi Flynn, uh, another gem there. And then also Siakam's looking um, a lot like himself again. He's shooting with mm-hmm. a lot more confidence. Um, that's, that's great. Uh, what about you? Anything stick out for you?
1: I'm really liking uh, the way OG's playing. Uh, mm. OG, I think, is one player that we'd love to see take another step. And I think uh, this year should be the year that he finally gets more consistent minutes. Hopefully, now that he'll get that opportunity, and I think the lessons learned from Kawhi are really starting to sink in for him because he's playing—he's playing kind of like Kawhi at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that mm-hmm. we always he, said he's uh, mini Kawhi, exactly like the way he handles himself defensively, the, the the way he gets into the paint offensively, and gets those good uh, shooters uh, from from in close. I there's not I can't, it's, it's hard for me to describe how much I'm high on OG as a player and I really hope he succeeds and I think this is the year that we'll finally see him break out as a legitimate uh, option for the Raptors and hopefully hopefully that leads him to an All Star uh, vote. I was you know just I gonna mean? say
0: I think he legitimately can be an All Star this season. I will say for OG he looks like there's a big at least at least at least in preseason like he looks like you know an NBA veteran almost the way he handles himself on the court, the way he plays now something about him, you know, he carries that confidence uh, a little differently than he did the last couple seasons. Um, I could already see that how he takes the ball up and, and um, yeah, there's almost like that maturity suddenly in him, which is great to see. How is it? How is
1: he only 23?
0: Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You know what I mean, like it's, it's crazy.
1: He's so young and he's already doing this. That's like,
0: basically our age. That is our age. Basically. <laughs>
1: God, God dang it. <laughs> we could have been in the NBA right now.
0: <laughs> Maybe if we were taller. <laughs> Maybe. But um, Yeah, no, he definitely, I think this season he'll definitely make a big step. We're obviously hoping a step like Pascal Siaka made, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of confidence, uh, I think this is a great way to transition to the next subject, but mm-hmm. uh, I finally feel confident that the NHL is coming back. Oh yeah. We got some news last night or yeah, it was last night. It was last night. Yep. That the NHL and the NHLPA have a tentative agreement on the 2021 season Mm -hmm. where they'll be playing 56 games. So there's still a lot of work to be done by no means has the NHL made an official announcement that the league is, uh, off and running for next season. But now that we know that a, uh, season a uh, hockey season is likely to be coming how
0: are you feeling i'm feeling good i'm excited i am excited and i'm excited to see how they can uh do it you know obviously here's to hoping that it's done correctly and safely um for the most part you we, we do know you know it is kind of feeling a little rushed because they have to work out the kinks um i mean and their, their target their target date is only in a few weeks so Um, It might be you know a lot of pressure on them but I really hope it can be done safely and uh, you know effectively but it is hockey season and I feel so good to say (laughs) Um, and I'm really excited about um, a lot of the new things they're trying to um, introduce especially the new uh, divisions we'll be getting the all Canadian division which will be really interesting
1: absolutely and the canadian division has been the main talking point we've been mentioning this on uh, previous episodes Mm. of the podcast but now that's looking like that the canadian division is more than likely going to happen bearing of course some talks with the provincial governments uh as it stands right now the bc government is unwilling to allow teens to travel there but if all goes well and uh the teams like the connects find a place to play it's it's going to be an exciting division i'm very intrigued because uh a lot of things that uh, hockey fans in Canada love to trash talk about is just how teams stack up against uh, the other Canadian teams. So we'll finally get to see it from a from an extended perspective. And if uh, assuming uh, the, the division rules stand, the top four teams make the playoffs in each division. So I mean, there's only seven teams in the Canadian division. So you got if you're you're the least, like we were saying, like obviously the Canadian division would be there. Uh, they should have a decent shot, but you gotta feel pretty good about yourself that there's four. You have four spots in. You know? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, I know we've been seeing a lot of predictions. I, I definitely think Toronto can. Honestly, Toronto can win. They could win a division. Um, after so long, after so so long, they can finally win a division. Um, you know, if not them, I I think that the the I think the the division will be led by you know probably Toronto um edmonton vancouver maybe Winnipeg, uh Mm -hmm. but yeah it's definitely gonna be really really fun and i'm so excited just to get started it's gonna be it's gonna be great i got a question um again with the bc government thing you know we've seen the, the toronto raptors toronto blue jays have to relocate for a season could that possibly be something to happen with the vancouver canucks
1: i think it's definitely in the in the cards and i kind of just thought about this now how funny would it be if the Canucks uh, had to play games in Calgary?
0: <laughs> that would be that would be funny, but I was going to say, hey, if that has to happen, I would love to see the NHL um you know let them play out in Quebec City, which we know has been trying to get an NHL team and pe- and fans have been wanting the Nordiques to return. So, hey, why not let them uh play out there and see, hey, maybe like a test testing like a test subject type thing
1: that would be interesting would i be. Just don't know if the players would want to do it it's <laughs> all the way on the other side of the country but i mean there's also the talks that uh what they would do is uh they play nine games in one city before moving on to the next one mm-hmm. which be which would be crazy it's but all gonna I, be
0: so interesting like i mean even if they have to relocate to the other side of the country i don't even think east and west eastern conference western conference isn't even really a thing this season
1: no, but that's what'll make it very intriguing. We mm-hmm. finally get to see: Do are the Leafs better than the Canucks? Oh, or yeah. <laughs> is Montreal better than Calgary? Does Ottawa stack up against Winnipeg?
0: This is gonna stir up so much, uh, so much heavy, heavy, uh, intense debates um, in Canada between between yep. hockey fans. It's gonna be great.
1: Whoever uh, wins the division is gonna be like talking that up for years to come. I can not tell you that much. <laughs>
0: It's gonna be fun, um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm just I'm so excited, and there are definitely a few more uh, kinks, you know, that the, the the league has to work out. Um, I'm not, I don't, I there's a lot, there's a lot, and I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but the, let's hope that they can work it out by that January January thirteenth date.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're still waiting for hockey to come back. We're still waiting for the Blue Jays to make a move. Uh, that's gonna be a while. We uh, probably knew that if you're a baseball fan that these things take very long for teams to make a decision and sign players. But, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel a little frustrated that the blue Jays haven't made that big move yet.
0: I mean, me too. Me too. We're just waiting for, uh, honestly, uh, just any, just any baseball action these days. Right.
1: Yeah. Just give us George Springer. Give us uh DJ. LeMayhew. I, I don't care about the contract talks. I want signing. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well. but yeah, so uh with that do we have anything else uh this week michael
1: we do want to announce that we're going to take some time Mm. off uh this coming week it is christmas in less than a week from the time of recording this uh when if you're listening this on christmas uh happy holidays merry christmas uh, Mm. happy hanukkah to those who celebrate that and whatever holiday you're celebrating i hope you're enjoying the time with your family and Mm. we will be back uh after that, maybe before New year's uh, we'll record another episode and close out 2020 with with a with something fun for you guys. but uh yeah look be be on the lookout for a lot of great content in 2021.
0: Mm-hmm. And 2021 brings us uh, a lot a lot more sports um I think we're January we're really headed into the kind of the the prime of uh sports for 2021 we'll, we'll be getting football, basketball and hockey all at once. things are starting to feel normal again. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll, we will see how it plays out um, in the next few weeks. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter, tweet me. Um, you can tweet either of us. Uh, and, and any feedback, questions, things like that, you can tweet me at Matt underscore Rodrigo underscore.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at the Leafs IMO. Don't forget about our Twitter page. It's at BehindTheNetPod we're gonna try and get more active on that hopefully uh when the raptor season starts up
0: again you'll be seeing more tweets from there hopefully some memes. So, yeah yep some memes. <laughs> oh yeah but uh yeah so with that um we will catch you guys next time and merry christmas and happy holidays go bills